This is CliffCentral.com. Wow, what a cool track. Mdu, uh, where were you when this came out? Siajola. Uh, what a cool, cool track. Thank you so much to Gareth and the gang. Back again tomorrow, 6 9. Dumelang Rorisang Shavalala. Hey, Andrew Levy. <laughs> is that all I get? Look you how excited hear. I am. And you, you go, but you, you know, this thing. is me at the height of excitement. This is, <laughs> like, this is me bouncing off the walls right now. <laughs> you haven't had your chai latte yet. This is that is the problem? Me. This is me bouncing off the walls. Why are you revealing You are so there? excitable. It's ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> like it. it's, 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 it's madness <laughs> up in here. All right. So we've got a, a whole bunch of stuff going on Yo, today. <laughs> you, you can hear the new members are in town. Eh? You see the songs we start with. Which other show? On, on Cliff Central. Starts with them do. Starts with them do. Mm. You can hear the new members are in town. We are here, Baba. <laughs> we are here and we are waiting. We are waiting <laughs> for you. See, I lean the laugh. Yeah, so today we're speaking about uh, tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, the State of the Nation address is coming up. Um, and yeah, it's 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 the same thing every single year. Uh, not fireworks or anything, but we thought we should just figure out one: what is the real state of our nation? Because you know how politicians get, right? They just talk and talk and talk and always want to present a, a a great picture. But between me and you, we see what's happening with Iran. We see what's been happening. Racism here, you know. We we, we see just we see unemployment. Range, unemployment. There's a drought. How do you spin that? How do you positively There's come white out people. and say, "No, uh, I, can't, I can't, I can't work like this." Don't do that. Don't do that. Sorry, sorry. Well, listen, it was really interesting because um, I thought we were coming in here to speak about Sona, and we are. But I thought Sona would be the huge debate for this week. Everyone is anticipating six o'clock Thursday. It is round two. Of what has come to be known as the biggest fight on the South African uh, plains or playing field. But yesterday, yesterday surprised me. The Concord went down. Yeah. And Zuma, I think, I feel, went down too. Yeah, we'll see what the results are. Uh, but it, it, it really, it, it was a big thing. And now... As we head into the sauna, the big question is not what will the man say. Is uh, it, it's really just about the man now? You know, does this does this man have any credibility left? Apparently, uh, reading a News Twenty Four article this morning, um, South Africans' trust in the government is sitting at sixteen percent uh, right now, which is the lowest on earth. So that makes us lower than like Zimbabwe, South Sudan, Venezuela, Brazil, America, America, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we're sitting at 16%. Putin's people, the Russians trust him more than they trust. Oh, but of course they do. They love, right? the Russians love Putin. And why not? Eh? Why so, not? So, so, so who's, so this man then goes up. So not only do we not trust government and we're sitting at 16% trust level for government as a whole. I am sure the trust levels in the president who leads this government is much lower. So what is he going to say up there that anyone is going to take seriously? Anyone's going to think, okay, let me listen to this seriously. Or are we just all going to watch for the entertainment of uh, maybe a, a big Barney like we had last year? Um, interesting to see what the DA is going to be doing this year. They were dressed, all, they were all in black last year morning, and then they came out with a broken man in a broken society thing. So, so we we've got we 
are we going in looking looking at this at at the sideshow, or are we really going there to to hear what this president has to say, and and you know, can we even trust what this man has to say now? The question will be if uh, if Bernie Sanders wins the uh, Democrats vote mm, and Donald Trump beats Bernie Sanders, which a lot of people are saying, mm. will Donald Trump actually be able to trump Jacob Zuma as the worst president on earth? It's it is neck. That is how bad Jacob Zuma is, ladies and gentlemen. It is neck and neck. And you know what else? Ntleko eh? must be wondering or must be now understanding what Jacob Zuma's second name really means. Eh? <laughs> Tell us. I, Under I just, I just, the I just bus. Mm. Under the bus. The smiling assassin. The I think smiling it's, uh, assassin. Yo. It's, uh, you remember how, how much the guy was sweating last when he came out and had to explain fire pools and stuff? <laughs> How you sweating? Like that man Woo. was sweating. He knew that uh, what I'm about to say here makes no sense anywhere. Um, and and now they have to account, right? And 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 that's what the state of the nation addresses. It's more for the president to come out and to give one an account of how have we done over the past year since the last state of the nation mm-hmm. address, mm-hmm. and then to say. Uh, this is what we're looking to do in the coming year. And this, these are my priorities and this is government's priorities, uh, in the coming year. But like I said, the challenge is that is anyone coming specifically for that, what, what he has to say? Or is everybody just coming to, 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 to see, see if the, the EFF is going to, to, see the to do what it said it would do? Is everybody coming to see, uh, to, to, to hear what the opposition will say? Of course, this year, there will be no points of order allowed, as we, as we heard, mm. and there will be no interjections allowed. So he basically comes in, says a speech, and goes out. They've cut the budget for this year as well, uh, for, for this year's State of the Nation address. Apparently, there won't be a lavish dinner because they t- they're tightening their belts. There you go. Uh, but frankly, there's nothing to celebrate this year, especially if you've just been walloped. Uh, like you were yesterday. So there's a lot uh, to talk about and to and to look forward to um, on the state of the nation. Um, and, and today we want to focus really on just understanding a year later, where do we stand? Um, so let's look at the promises that were made in 2015 and uh, how are we doing um, as far as they're concerned here in 2016. Before we can even listen to you, let's first understand how have you done with what you said you were going to do last year, Mr. Mm-hmm. President? And then the second one is, is, is it really as bad as, as, as bad as it seems? So frankly speaking, what is the real state of our nation? Two hours on this. The first hour, we will be speaking to the politicians. The second hour, we will be speaking to the analysts, the economists, the students, and you. Uh, to find out what your thoughts are, 0861-555-189. You can also hit us up on WeChat. That's Cliff Central. Or you can go to Twitter at uh, Rory Shabalala or at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. That's where you can let you, your, let's try that again. That's where we can hear from you as to your thoughts, uh, on what is the real state of the nation. It is going to be absolutely cool. Um, let's hear the what happened. Last year. Take a listen to this. Good evening, Sanbonani, Molueni, Riperile, Dumelang, Lochan, Huenand, 
the Mateguan. That Madam South Speaker, Africa belongs to all who live in it. A question of privilege. Black. Rule 14C of the Joint Rules of Parliament 6 edition. Rule 14, Section C and L. Can the Honorable, I on the President, of all Honorable the President, I'm sorry to interrupt your speech. Uh, if the President would not mind just taking a seat. But please don't take it literally. For you, Honorable President, are not an honorable man. Honorable Malema, I don't think you are going to raise anything that is not covered by what I have said. You are making a mistake because you are reading my mind. When is the money being paid by EFT, cash or e-wallet? What did you do, Mr. President? You laughed. <laughs> you laughed while the people of South Africa cried for their beloved country. Honorable members should be aware that each house has a procedure for asking of questions to the executive. It is within my right to speak as a member of this house and remind you. See, you're willing to break every democratic institution to try and fix the legal predicament you find yourself in. You are not raising anything new. And what you are saying is still the same thing I've responded to, I've explained. The brute force of the state won and the hearts of our nation was broken. I also order the security officers to please assist. But Honorable Speaker, we want to speak. Because if we allow our parliament to become a circus, we are destroying democracy. We have indeed allowed one powerful man to get away with too much for far too long. To want to suggest that when the president speaks, you suspend the rules. The rules are not suspended and the rules must apply even when the president speaks. Honorable President, we will never ever forgive you for what you did on that day. Yo, 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 fire! Fire! What do you think of that, Rory? That's a recap of last year. Wow. So, uh, two things. Entertainment value, 100%. 100%, yeah. Right? But as for the function of what Parliament is and should be, 0%. Right? You know, you asked an interesting question uh, a little bit earlier this week saying, does anyone care? Does anyone care about the sonar? Is it so out of date, out of reach, that the average South African doesn't give a toss? And while I agree with you that did it serve its purpose, what it did do was actually bring people back to actually looking at what part and asking, what does Parliament do? What do they do all day? And I think that sparked really good conversations. Yeah, but uh, at the end of the day, they still have to actually get down to the work of parliament, which is to make laws. Um, so, 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 as much as as much as got us talking and so on, but what what happened, right? And and for that to happen, it's not just a, a function of government; it's also opposition parties. And the question is, what have they done since since uh, last year's Sona? Uh, they came out with their great speeches, broken man, broken society. They did the great things, but 
ultimately, how did they change things? How did they make sure that the state of our nation is fundamentally different today to what it was last year? And by the looks of things, not much has changed. So have they, are they also um, um, guilty of, of, of having let South Africans down? All right, so hit us up on uh, WeChat at cliffcentral.com or on Twitter at Rory Shabalala or at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. Uh, we are going to be speaking to our first guest. What is the real state of our nation? What do you think? Let us know your thoughts. And if you have any questions for our next guest, Pumzile Van Dam from the DA, uh, please do let us know. Pumzile is on the line from Cape Town. Good morning to you. Morning, guys, and thanks for having me. I, I believe this is the first time I'm on your show. Indeed, uh, you incorrect. Yes. We made you trend last year, Pumzile, and now you you've forgotten us. You see, you've forgotten <laughs> us. Yo. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm we'll sorry. get you back. Don't worry. The line of question that you're about to receive, we'll get you back. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow. Um, I know some are looking forward to the theatrics that the EFF has promised and the drama. But uh, as a DA, we're going in to go listen to the president um, in order to properly respond to his plans for the country. We need to listen uh, and give informed responses. Uh, so we're really looking forward to just hearing the speech and um, going about our business of giving of, of keeping government accountable. Jeez, that sounded like a teacher comment. Eh? That sounded straight <laughs> uh, so from I'm Madam going. Zilla, not uh, Pumzile Van Dava. We must listen in, uh, in the court and in the classroom so that we can properly respond. <laughs> of course, we must, I'm serious. We have, we have to properly listen. Uh, I mean, Gandhi is important, uh, but there are other issues facing the country. Gandhi was also in court yesterday. Uh, there's other issues facing the country. There's 8 million people unemployed. Uh, service delivery is uh, failing in many municipalities. The economy is slowing down. So there's many, many other issues that need to be tackled. And Gandhi has a big problem, yes, but there's other issues too. Pumzile, it's, uh, so you, we're about to get into the question of um, is are things as bad as they seem? But before we even get into the speech, the man that's going to be giving the speech uh, one might say is 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 going in in a very compromised position and and mm. you know w- wondering whether there's anything worth listening to because when you listen to somebody first you're worried about the content but then the credibility and it sounds like uh, the man that's going to be giving the speech tomorrow is going in on ne- zero if not negative uh, credibility so what's the point really of listening to what uh, he has to say. Um, I was in the concourse yesterday uh, listening to all the different submissions from the different parties. Uh, and General Gauntlet for the president said something which I found quite poignant. He said, uh, you know, it's a dangerous time. It's a, what did he say? It's a delicate time in a dangerous year. Um, so it is an election year and, uh, you know, Zuma is going to try and go in there and try and present uh, the ANC's good story, the, the ANC's good story to tell, that they have a good story to tell. Um, but the truth is, in many municipalities around the country, service delivery has completely slowed down. Uh, you know, there's no garbage collection, uh, water isn't any water. Pumzile, so, b- b- before you get there, let's talk about the man that will be, I, I want us to get man. into those, but this man, uh, President Jacob Zuma, uh, that that we are all going in to listen to. It's one thing. Mm. It it almost doesn't matter what he says tomorrow, really, because yeah. we, we we you know apparently yeah. we, I mean, you know, he, no one he's trusts. Severely, exactly, he's severely compromised. Um, 
and his uh, feasibility polls have gone down. But the fact of the matter is, President Jacob Zuma is still president of the country. Uh, and until such a stage where he isn't anymore, we have a duty to listen to him. Um, particularly as an opposition party, is the guy who's uh, the president of the country, is the guy leading the country. So we can't just say, okay, no, we don't like this guy, uh, we're just going to ignore him. He's still running a country, and we need to make sure that we hold him, hold him to account. So we asked on Facebook, will we see Zuma announcing his resignation tomorrow? And uh, uh, your, your, fellow, your fellow comrade in arms, Johan Abri, uh, responds, Comrade Rory, <laughs> I think you and I will fall pregnant before Zuma will resign. What do you think, Pumzile? Uh, are are, 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 are Johan and I going to have to make a baby first before, <laughs> before Zuma resigns? Yeah, well, I mean, Zuma has been severely weakened. Um, in the last couple of months, he's had to make about terms on two big issues. The first one was Nene, and now it's, it's, it's paying back the money. So his position within the ANC has been significantly weakened, um, and we expect the Concord um, to make a ruling that won't be in his favor um, from from the case that was heard yesterday. Um, so the perception out there is that President Zuma might not even see out his term. We would, of course, be so pleased at that um, because you know he has not been a great president. So um, uh, the leader of the DA. Um uh, Musi Maimane. Uh, <laughs> you nearly said Helen Zilla there, eh? No, I it didn't. Nearly slipped. Yeah, okay. I'm not the All one right. obsessed okay. with Helen yeah. Zilla. You okay. are. Okay. <laughs> so excuse us, Pumzila. We're having a moment. Okay. Um, family fight. <laughs> family fight. Um, so, your Musi Maimane last year said we have allowed a, a one powerful man to get away with far too much for far too long. Um, and it's very easy for us to point fingers at this one man. Uh, but we do know, of course, that you yourselves as, as opposition are part of the, 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 the government machinery, are part of making things happen. Are we going to see a fundamentally different state of the nation, um, 2016 versus 2015? And what has your role been as the DA to making sure that the, the, the state of the nation 2016 is fundamentally different to the state of the nation in, 20, in, in 2015? Um, the way we see it, the DA has a dual role, right? So we are party in parliament with the official position where we do our work of uh, holding the NEC to account. Uh, people often complain that you know the DA talks too much about what the ANC is doing, but we're actually just doing our job as a party in opposition, uh, keeping government accountable. So there is one there's that one part that we do um, by keeping government accountable. The second thing that we do is that we are party in government. Uh, we govern 28 municipalities around the country. Uh, we govern a province, uh, and where we govern, we've demonstrated what DA government looks like. Uh, the Western Cape has the lowest unemployment rates. Um, the highest service delivery. Um, so we have a dual role of a party in government where we, de- we demonstrate a good government and then we're a party in opposition where we keep um, the ANC to account. And I think we've done an excellent job at that. Um, we've governed well and we've been quite good at um, holding the ANC accountable. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of people tweeting us and hitting us up on WeChat. You can also join us in the conversation with Pumzile van Dam. She's from the DA. Uh, if you want your questions answered, uh, hit us up at Rory Shabalala or at Yewo underscore Levy. You can also hit us up on WeChat. Um, Zandi says, Mrs. Van Dam seems worried about the EF.
EFF, sorry. She starts by uh, she starts by sending a few shots direct to them. Watch DA playing dirty politics against the EFF. Uh, do you want to respond to that, Pumzile? Are you are you worried about um, the EFF? The NC, no, we're not worried about the, the EFF. The EFF has one million votes. We have four million. We're a party in government. We're absolutely not worried about. Uh, our junior opposition party. Ooh, <laughs> and, and the ANC, okay. And the ANC, the, sorry, ANC, the EFF does not need our help in playing dirty politics. They do that very well all on their own. And they, you know, have threats of violence against the media. They threaten to disrupt parliament. They're doing that just fine on their own. They don't need our help. How long has the DA, as it stands right now, been, been together? As the DA? So how long has? How long has the DA been been in power like how long has the DA been the DA not the DP how but the DA as, as a, as a DA um, there was a rebrand I can't remember, 2000 I think yeah in 2000 okay. uh, from the DP so 16 um, yeah, years you've got 4 million followers and just over a year the FF has got 1 million followers and you are not stressed that they will t- overtake you in 2019 no, Hmm. Interesting. That is absolutely not going to happen. The DA is the only party that has grown consistently since 1994. All other parties, small parties have come and they've gone. Uh, the ANC has declined in support and the DA has been steady and it's going to be steady going forward. The ASF is absolutely not a strict right? Pumzile, coming back to the state of the nation um, as it stands right now, uh, are things really as bad as they seem, or is this just, uh, just you know, Afro pessimism? Some people have said no, it's just Afro pessimism. Mm. It's it's the refusal to believe um, that that a black government can really do anything good. Um, you know, are things really as bad as it seems? So so the rand yeah. the rand is is happening, but we understand that yes, Ntlantlanene happened, and and a big and and uh, President Zuma needs to take responsibility for that. But there are also a lot of other macro issues that are happening uh, globally um, to the economy. Me, uh, are things really that bad just internally, or is this just a function of being part of a global, a global village in which ev- it's happening to everybody? I think it depends. Uh, whether you think it's bad depends on where you are. I mean, if you're middle class and you've got a job, uh, you've got income, you have a pretty good life. Life is good for you. But I mean, it's for those. 8 million people that are unemployed, uh, the people that don't get service delivery, for whom life is not bad, for whom life is, is absolutely terrible. And it is for those people that at least I get up, and I know other people in the get up in the morning and, and fight every day. But do we really care about those eight billion unemployed people? Let's let's if, I, if we were I just to be if we were care. just to be honest, um, our daily our daily uh, activities do they align with this caring for eight million poor people, or I, are we I are we about care. entrenching power and so on? No, I firstly care not only from just being a politician. I care as a human being. I it hurts me when I see other people suffer, and I want people to live good lives. So just as a human being, um, at a human level, but but so so, so that is that is that is the right thing to say um, as a politician and even just as a human being is that we care about the poor. But it it just doesn't look like anything's changing for the poor in this country. So can we honestly honestly say to, that we care? That's Does, why the NC needs to be taken out of power. But it but has but is it to improve conditions for people and it hasn't happened? So they need to move aside, 
and give another political party a chance. Um, the reason why, for so many people, life hasn't changed for a lot of people that remain poor, it's because of the government, of the party that has controlled the levels of government for 21 years and really hasn't made uh, any difference to some people. I mean, to some people's lives. For other people's lives, life is great, things have improved, but for many, many others, things have not changed. And that's why it's time to say goodbye, ANC. Has life changed uh, for the people who live in the shadow of Table Mountain? The shadow of Table Mountain? I.e. Um, Kailicha, Langa, Inyanga. You have to speak. Well, you, you're in charge people, there, so you tell me. Come on, let's oh, go. For those people, the DA since been in power in uh, the city of Cape Town in 2006, has consistently spent 60%, uh, between 60 and 70% of the budget and uh, in those areas to provide service delivery. Um, but they're dealing with uh, excessive and increased ur- in, in urban in-migration. Um, so the budget is not, just does not meet uh, the number of new people coming into the city, but they're doing the very, very best. Pumzile, can you tell me with certainty that there are no more open-air toilets in the Western Cape? Um, I can tell you with certainty that they've been reduced significantly and that the biggest amount of open-air toilets are in Port Elizabeth. So let me ask you this then. I think they're below, they're below, I don't know the exact figure. So if you had to be honest then, if you had to be honest then, because we're talking about the real state of our nation and we're talking about sonar and what President Zuma will say, but do you think that the DA has done the best job it could have done from 2015 to 2016, with the resources Absolutely. it has? Absolutely. We have done the absolute, absolute best that we can, uh, and South Africa's voters are recognizing that. In the last, in a couple of, the last by-elections we've taken part in the last year, we have increased our support all around, and we've done the very best that we can. We're not perfect, we're not perfect, but we're doing the best we can, and we're improving all the time. Pumzele, there's obviously uh, just a, a big concern about, you know, so what do we do? We're, we're, we're in this mess, it feels like, um, and we need to be finding our way out. But whatever plans we put in place requires just strong leadership. And it would appear that um, even the, 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 the DA might be struggling um, in this department. Um, we, we, we see, or at least it appears, and of course uh, you might have a different view, it appears that uh, uh, the, the president of the DA, uh, Musima Man, is struggling to just get everybody on board and, 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 and singing from the same hymn sheet. Now, there seems to just be a broader problem with leadership across the country. Uh, how do we, how do we do, because this, this is not something we can go and mine or, you know, import from elsewhere. Our problems of leadership in South Africa can only be solved by developing a leadership crop that is relevant to the issues of South Africa. So what are we going to do with this problem of leadership? Uh, because it, it really is a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just, uh, just on Missy, um since Missy has uh, was elected at the DA Congress with the landslide support, um, he's done a lot. I mean, our membership has increased by 300%. Uh, we've done well in a lot of by-elections. And he's still new and still, uh, still learning, but uh, he's done his very, very best. Um, yeah, and, and the issue of leadership in general, um, I think the biggest uh, tool people have in South Africa to bring about change is their vote. 
Um, there's other forms of activism that we must absolutely engage in, uh, social media activism, protests, etc. But the ultimate tool to bring about the kind of leadership that South Africa deserves is, uh, is through, through the ballot. So that... <laughs> We're both very excited to speak to you, Pumzila. So we're speaking over each other. Um, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you a question. Do you believe that government has done any good in 2015? And if so, what have they done that you think you can applaud government? Yeah, I mean, it's always assumed that the DA thinks everything is bad and you know, nothing good has happened. There have been good things that have happened and those things we have applauded. But it is uh, where government fails that we need to hold them to account. Well, let's let's so talk say, about the applause. Saying, let's talk about the applause. Uh, what are they? Wait, 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 wait. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm, that's why I'm saying that uh, for those, it, it, it's not all bad. Okay, there's some people whose lives are great and things have improved, but it's for those people where things haven't changed that we continue to fight. So we're not saying that since 1994 the ANC has done nothing. Everything is bad. We recognise the things. Uh, you know, where improvements have been made, um, but where they fail, we hold them to account. Pumzile, the, 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 we know that you guys uh, draw a lot of inspiration, or at least it's said that you do, uh, from, from President uh, Obama of the United States. Um, and in his last uh, State of the Union address... Um, Sorry, what was that? We draw what? We well, it's it said that you guys draw, or at least your leader draws a lot of inspiration from the leader of the United he draws States. Draws inspiration from different leaders. From um, the leader. leader. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> he, he draws his inspiration from the leader of the United States, the president, uh, President Obama. All right. Um, mm-hmm. It might be one of them, but he certainly. It's been said that he draws the inspiration from President Obama, amongst others. Um, and uh, President Obama, in his last State of the Union address, uh, premised premised that address on four key questions, um, and and those had to do with how do we give everyone a fair shot at at opportunity and security in the economy? How do we make technology work for us and not against us? Um, he spoke about how do we how do we protect ourselves without becoming a policeman for the rest of the world, and how can we make our politics reflect what's best in us and not what's worst? Do you mm-hmm. think politicians, particularly on this last question, have done a, a decent job as far as making sure that uh, our politics reflects what's best in us and not what's worst? Um, politicians uh, historically have a terrible reputation. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like I, like I was saying to you guys earlier, that you know, I actually genuinely care about people and I want people to have better lives. And that's something that politicians all around will have to work on. We need to have our uh, image of politicians cleaned up. Um, yeah, we just need but w- what will it take to make that happen? So, so understanding that the role of a politician is to accumulate power for self and to, mm. and to defend it for as long as possible. Um, okay, I, I, don't know, I think it's a bit of a cynical view of politicians. Um, <laughs> not all politicians Who doesn't have a cynical view of politicians? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It needs to be reformed. Uh, it, it isn't only, I know for me, I know for many others, it really isn't solely about, uh, you know, amassing power. It's about using uh, the opportunities you have to improve people's lives. Um, and I think we just need to keep not only saying that it's what we're in it for, but actually doing it. So but you're, you're but being in government, but being in government and doing well in government, delivering services. I think that's the only way that we 
as politicians would improve our reputation. But just go, just go with me quickly. Just indulge me quickly. So for you to mm. for you to have the position you have in the DA requires you to have a base of support, right? Not necessarily. It requires you to have the right skills. So you can you can you can be the national spokesperson and occupy the position you do without a base of support. I am a national spokesperson by virtue of the fact that I have the skills required to be national. No, I get it. So so you might have I'm the not skills, because but I'm not, I wasn't selected because I am a powerful person. But do DA. you get? Do I you was, get? That's not how it works in the day. So the DA yeah. doesn't use votes. So so Musima Mani wasn't elected as leader. He was he was chosen. He was elected as leader. Mm. Uh, the national spokesperson is appointed. So you're appointed okay. by the leader, yes. not because you have a base, uh, but because you. And you yeah. you have have you have the skills required. So, and the way that the list mm-hmm. process works in the DA for for public representatives, yes. um, we go through interviews, several interviews, like three different interviews. Um, so it's not really you're not selected on whether or not you have a power base. You're selected on whether you have the skills, the qualifications required to be a public representative. So is the DA um, a democratic institution then? So so have, how how, how does democracy play in this? Yeah. Okay, so for the leadership position, so mm. for the leader of the party, provincial leader, um, federal executive chair, which is kind of the secretary general, the chairperson, all those positions are elected at Congress. Um, but to become a public representative, you're not selected on, on the basis of whether or not you have voting support. It's based on whether or not you have schools required to be a good public representative or to be good, uh, a good MEC, or a good premier, or a good mayor, or a good councillor. Um, so, but then for internal democracy, so for the internal leadership positions, a Congress is held, and uh, people are, are, are put in their positions um, by way of an election. And indeed, in order to get those votes, what 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 must a leader do? Uh, somebody who's hoping to get that position, what must they do? Must they not to be, to be leader of the DA? No, no, no. To be a leader in that internal democratic process, uh, is are they not required uh, to to make sure that they have that base of support? What do you mean? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so you say you say there's a Congress. So you say there's a Congress, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Internally within the DA, that requires you to have as many votes as possible. No, oh, I'm not sure I'm understanding. So, if I decided I wanted to run to be provincial leader of the Northwest, if I'm elected yes. to that position, I need to have the most votes. No, no, no. Yes, yes. Is that is that not yeah, how it works? Yeah, that's how democracy works. That's how elections. Exactly. Work. So, so ultimately, it is about accumulating. Um, enough power or support for yourself in order to achieve this so, thing yes, and then to protect it. <laughs> exactly. So, so we agree but that politicians, yeah, politicians are wired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, ah, wait, wait. But even Sorry, if it's, you've been in politics, you've been a politician. You know, I have never been a politician. I was a useless one. That's why yeah, I'm sitting you're, here you're and you're sitting there. Bahan, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was a useless one and. <laughs> Pumzil, I was a useless oh. one, so I'm sitting here asking questions <laughs> from the ones that know. So I want to. So, so my thing is, yeah. But having been there, this is my concern: is that we, as okay, you guys, I'm I'm former, but you guys as politicians, have you done a really good job? You know, and and include me because I was part of it for a while as well. But have really done a good job. I'm looking at the state of the nation, and I'm thinking, sheesh, you know what? Things are not looking good, um, and, mm. and, and, and our politicians, 
yes. have letters down across the board. And, and you know, mm. we can't. So we're going into another State of the Nation address. We're going to be given more promises. We're going to be given another review. We're going to be given more speeches. I'm sure I'm sure Musi is, is working on something amazing this year as well. And then so what? And I think this is what the broader uh, populace is asking. And then so what? Yeah. So I think uh, for you, you have kind of taken a very negative view of politics and politicians for whatever reason. I'm wounded. I'm wounded. <laughs> you are wounded. You are wounded. Mm. I understand you wounded. And I'm really sorry that you wounded. I'm giving you a Bluetooth hug. Mm. Um but it isn't really all that bad. Uh, we do our very best. Um, and, you know, it's really about, if, 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 the state of the, if people feel the state of the nation is so bad, then you must, uh, you know, you must, take, you must vote the ANC out because that's the party, that's the government, that's the party that framed you. So vote them out. I, I just loved what happened in the last two minutes. So I've kept very quiet. Um, but <laughs> have you also been a politician? No, 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 no. no. Bring it, busy bringing skeletons out the closet. No one like, like Pumzile. I will roll like that. No, that was her card. That was her card. She was waiting for it to play it, and as a good politician, she did. Pumzile, I, I, I want to know why you know we spoke a little bit about the benefits and, and what government has done right. You then gave me a very blase answer, which I'm very disappointed about. I want to know tangible stuff. When you applaud the government in 2015, what did you applaud them on specifically? What has government done well? What has government done well? They've, uh, in Johannesburg, um, there's been great service delivery there. And we have created some employment. Look, it's not perfect, um, but we we applaud them. Uh, you know, carting has the carting economy is doing fairly well, and um, so in that area, and I can mention many, many more. They've done well, but we're saying it, it's not good enough, um, and we have to hold them to account. We can't pat you on the back for doing your job. We pat you on the back when you do over and above what you're supposed to be doing. Can I ask you a question? And this is quite a personal question. So take the DA hat off for a second. Yeah. Rory started with um, talking about President Zuma, the man, the yeah. credibility. Have you yeah. ever felt that some of your DA supporters have attacked Zuma not on the man, not on his corruption, but on his race? And have you ever felt personally like you needed to defend Zuma Um by your support base because they've attacked him because he was black rather than a perceived mm. bad president? Um, I can honestly say I'm taking off my dear hat from um, <laughs> public representatives, my colleagues. I can't remember anyone attacking Zuma because he was black. But supporters, um, you know, you can't always control what your supporters do. And... Um, but if that has happened, and now if anyone ever attacked Zuma for being uh, just for, on, on, the, on the basis of his skin color, I almost certainly call that person out. Um, yeah. Pumzila, as we as we wrap up with you, I think you 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 you're taking it to a point where you know we need to just be reflective as well as these oh. people that 
politicians can't control. We are ultimately the ones who are setting the tone of what's happening um, in the rest of the country. Um, mm. What What is our role? So the state of the nation is as it is. Uh, government has failed or succeeded as it has. The, the opposition parties have succeeded and failed as they have. Where has the ordinary man in the street uh, succeeded and where, where, where do we need to pull up our socks um, just in terms of mm. making sure that the state of the nation improves? Ultimately, we are the nation um, and, and we are the ones that hold politicians to account. But ultimately, we also have a responsibility and we are partly responsible for the state that our nation is in. What have we Absolutely. done that, that's good? But what ha- what mm. what is it that we need to do as well just to to pull up our socks? Yeah. And don't say so, vote the ANC out. We know you're going to say that. Vote Let's the vote <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, um, always speaks about a whole of society approach. So in order to build a better country and deal with our problems, it requires everyone to pitch in. Uh, so for example, to deal with um, alcohol abuse, and for example, which is a big problem in the Western case, it requires not only government to pitch in uh, to provide the resources, it requires NGOs, it requires churches, it requires community organizations, it requires families, it requires everyone to pitch in and do their bit. Um, I feel sometimes, it's uh, not always the case, um, that sometimes people leave too much to politicians uh, and sort of hang back and wait and see what politicians will do to make things better. But it, it requires everyone to do it. But I think over the last year, there's been some great organic movements that have uh, taken place, like the Zimmer Mosfor movement. Uh, we might not always agree with their tactics or what they do, but uh, we have to admire the fact that there are people that care enough to get us off, off their couches, get, get off social media, and actually take to the streets uh, on an issue that they care about. So I think I would like to see more, just besides voting, which is also which is extremely important and the ultimate tool that people have to uh, you know, build better lives, I'd like to see people being more active, uh, taking a bigger interest in, in politics, um, coming to parliamentary sittings, uh, coming to committee meetings. I'd like to see people, uh, you know, if you don't deliver, if your services aren't being delivered, going to a municipality and holding them personally to account. And so I'd really, really like to see more activism from, from, from South Africa's populace. And, and finally, what are you hoping to hear from the State of the Nation tomorrow? I am hope, my, something that I am personally very, very passionate about, young people. Um, I'm really passionate about uh, making sure that young people have all the tools that they uh, require to build better lives. So I'm really, I'm looking, I'm looking to hear what, um, President Zuma will say about university fees. Uh, you know what will they do to meet the current funding shortfall? I'm really that's something I'm look, looking forward to. I'm looking forward to hearing whether there'll be internship opportunities provided for our young people. Um, you know what will be done for graduates? Uh, you know, so I'm really just interested in what opportunities will be created for for young people. What is the one thing you're concerned about for tomorrow at the Sonar 2016? The one thing I'm concerned about is, once again, what I think is the most important issue is young people. I'm just uh, worried that you know not enough will be done to improve the condition of, uh, of, of our young people. 
All right, there we have it from the DA themselves, spokesperson Pumzila Van Dam. Thank you so much for joining us and for your time. We look forward to seeing you in your wonderful attire tomorrow at Sonar 2016. <laughs> have yourself a lovely day and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Let's chat again soon. We definitely no. will. We definitely will. No. <laughs> I don't like How it. Rory was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, it was Pumzila Van from the DA, national spokesperson, having a little go at uh, Rory. You know, when you can't attack the point, you have to attack the man. It's as simple as that. Uh, Roman says, is the show about the state of the nation or the DA? You chaps stick to the topic. Zanella says, gentlemen, please stop. She's going to cry. You guys really don't like the DA. Do you really not like the DA, Rory? Is that no, your thing? No, 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 I'm not getting it. It's not about whether I like the DA or not. They are a party in parliament. They are also in government in the Western Cape and in a number of municipalities. So the state of the nation is something that they are also responsible for. And uh, we need to ask them what role they have played in making sure that our state of the nation is fundamentally different to where to to where to where it was last year. So so it's not about whether I like the DA or I, or I don't like the DA. It's important to hold our politicians to account, as Pumzile herself said. Um, and and in order to do that, we need to ask them the tough questions because it's very easy to just point fingers at government and say, "State of the nation, um, you are responsible." But ultimately, they are all responsible. They're all being paid uh, with 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 public with public funds, or at least most of them are being paid with public funds. And so we need to hold them to account. All right, we're going to be speaking to the ANC after this. Stay tuned. Hey, Ralph what is Mateka the real... Is also in. Yeah, yeah, he's also in. We'll chat to him mm. as well. Don't worry. We're, we're going to get Ralph... Sitting, uh, sitting here very attentively. Sitting very he's, uh, attentively. He's waiting for his see, time. He's like sharpening his sword. This is going to be fun. What is the real state of our nation? Hey, get involved. Let us know what your thoughts are. What is the real state of our nation? 2016, so not oh, tomorrow. A special lady in our lives, a gift that she might not have loved as much as we expected she would. Don't leave it to chance this Valentine's Day. Spoil her with a genuine piece of Pandora jewelry, a unique gift that she will cherish forever from only 399 Rand. Visit Pandora.net to locate your nearest store or follow them on Facebook at Pandora South Africa and take the guesswork out of gifting. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Clipcentral.com. Frankly speaking, on cliffcentral.com, what is the real state of our nation? Of course, talking Sonar 2016, as well as looking back to yesterday. Wow, it has been a week. It feels like February is always on fire in South Africa. I really look forward to this month, personally. We've got State of the Nation. We've got budget speech. It's an all-go for South Africa. Um, and... What's wrong? No, I'm still on who cares. You, you, you look forward to this. I, I, who I do, cares? I do. Zuma's I going to, to say what he says, and then what? And then people will debate it. Last year, he presented a nine-point plan to fix this country. Do you feel like we've seen anything fixed? Well, that's a very good point. What do we hold to? There should be a meeting before this to say, let's reflect. There should be a reflection sonar to say, okay, so those nine points that we spoke about, how are we doing on those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that that's the thing that's missing. You know, like they go, yes, we talk about it. And maybe they do that in State of the Nation, but it's so boring that no one listens. And maybe that's the big problem. But um, let's speak to someone uh, from the ANC now because uh, Hope Papo has been patiently waiting. He is the Gauteng uh, Provincial Secretary. Uh, of the ANC. Um, good morning to you, Hope. Thank you so much for joining us here on Cliff Central. Um, what are you looking forward to in terms of Sonar 2016? Uh, good 
morning and to the, to the listeners. Obviously, we don't deal with issues as individual. I represent an organization, the ANC in Gauteng. We are expecting the president to follow what the National Executive Committee had decided as key priorities for the year, and which was then discussed and endorsed by the cabinet Lekhota. That should be reflected in the budget, uh, also in the state of the nation. There are critical issues which the Lekhota of the ANC agreed on, the issues of uh, the performance of the economy and how to pick up growth through various sectors of the economy, dealing with drought, dealing also with uh, with uh, some of the issues which caused the outages uh, uh, last year, basically continuing to stabilize and make ESCOM work. But mainly the issue of the performance of the economy and some of the measures, bell tightening actually measures which have to be taken. So there is no, for us as a province, uh, when the economy is not performing well, it affects the province because how can contribute over 30% of the cross um, yeah, domestic product. So we are actually looking forward to some of these measures which will assist our province. Hope, um, just uh, tell us, you, you're referring to this cabinet, Lekhotla. Uh Just in terms of, and you're saying that the president needs to address what was agreed on um, by the NEC in the cabinet, in the cabinet, Um In terms of the last cabinet, Lekhotla, last year's cabinet, Lekhotla, until now, has the president uh, done well as far as implementing the decisions of that, Lekhotla, last year's one? Let me correct you. The president is not an individual. He works with a team in the cabinet. Mm. The NEC Lekhota made an assessment of the performance of last um, and the, 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 the mid-year Lekhota. Yes. Um, because the NEC holds a Lekhota, cabinet holds a Lekhota, because the ANC directs what happens in government. But the assessment is that the performance of the world economy and our own economy affected some of the targets which we were supposed to have achieved. Mm. So we need to do certain extraordinary measures to ensure that the economy begins to grow. Obviously, we are part of the world economy. When commodity prices are down, it impacts negatively on revenue because mining industry and other sectors of the economy which exports will not be able to get money through exports. So we are affected by that. So our view is that we we also need we we, we we need these measures which the both the National Executive Committee the Khotla and the Cabinet the Khotla agreed. Uh, the so, president cannot actually come with his personal opinions on how things should run. It should be on what was agreed at the Cabinet the Khotla. So was was it was it a joint decision to fire Minister Nene? Was it a what? Was it a, a joint decision to fire Minister Nene from the finance for, from the finance uh, ministry? That is why, for example, the collective of the organization managed to ensure that that decision is reversed. Okay, so in that instance, he acted unilaterally? No, he acted within the powers of appointment. Our own policy uh, is a collective decision. The president in the constitution has prerogative to appoint and, mm. and, and fire a minister. So you're confusing two issues. No, but now, you're, but now you're also confused because you're saying that then you, if, if he has the prerogative to do as he did, now you made sure that he reverses the decision. So you went against the his power, prerogative. The power. The power to appoint with him, but obviously he, he could have chosen not to listen because that power is in the constitution. But on mm. policy matters, it's a cabinet uh, collective decision. There's no president who makes policy in, in South Africa. Uh, 
Hope, we, we spoke to uh, one of your counterparts, Pumzila Van Dam from the DA, and we started the conversation talking about President Zuma himself. Of course, the party makes decisions, uh, not the leader. We saw, uh, you know, Minister Nene, that was a, that wasn't a decision made by the party. Uh, but we've also seen that Gauteng, uh, ANC has been very critical of President Zuma and his leadership responsibilities. Is the president seriously weakened? Can we take him seriously tomorrow at Sonar, given uh, the Concord decisions yesterday and, and so on uh, in previous events? Gauteng has never criticized President Zuma. Uh, we actually have got issues as a province within the ANC. Paul Mashatile has never criticized President Zuma. Are you sure about this? No, no, what I'm saying is that ANC Gauteng criticized President Zuma. Uh, can you give an example of when to criticize President Zuma? The individuals who represent the Gauteng legislator, let me, let me rephrase, the individuals that have represented the Gauteng uh, ANC have been very critical. No, Do they the not represent the, the ANC? ANC? Our PEC raises opinions within the ANC on matters which we have views on. And normally those views, I'll give you an example. The ANC opens nominations for elections of national leaders. Gauteng nominated Comrade Halema. That view was defeated at the National Conference. It's not a view. Once the decision was actually uh, not supported by the rest of the country, we, 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 we no longer uh, held that view. It's not a view to hold permanence against Comrade Zuma, President Zuma. We're exercising a choice of leadership nomination in the ANC. Immediately after the conference, we went to our branches and requested them to, to support the leadership which was actually um, elected. Oh. So I'm saying that we normally do that within the ambit of the ALC. When there are policy discussions towards the police conference, we express our opinions as a Gauteng collective. Some of a number of our opinions get adopted at national level. For example, we agreed that the Integrity Commission must have very strong powers. That view was accepted by the National General Council. So we do that and, uh, within the, the discussions of the ANC. Uh, Hope, you, we, we see that the Gauteng, the Gauteng uh, uh, government is, is driving a program called Ntirisano, uh, a service yes. delivery program. And, and it seems to be doing quite well. You know, it's, it's a visible program. We're seeing the premier on the ground, um, really talk, talking to communities. Um, and, and, and it seems to be a well coordinated, uh, um, um, effort. You know, there's a war yeah. room and there's a war room at all the levels of provincial government. Um, last in last year's Sona, um, the president uh, Jacob Zuma announced a nine-point plan, um, and and we haven't seen it hasn't been branded, and we didn't really see activity that seemed to be coordinated in a similar fashion to Gauteng. Uh, do you think that uh, Gauteng just has ha- has performed better than national government at just implementing the things that it said it wanted to implement? Let me start. We are not the Federal Republic of South Africa. The nine-point plan report was given at the NEC Lokota, and we, there are a number of things. For example, the ocean economy forms part of the uh, nine-point plan. And you know there are a number of things which have happened in that, in that um, area of uh, work. So um, our assessment is that the impact of the performance of the economy, as I said, affected some of the targets, but uh, we are on course. I think we are working also with the Gauteng government works very well with national departments as part of Interisano. And by the way, the war room was accept, was adopted at the last year in Lakota. 
for all the provinces to adopt that style. We implemented KZN Hair, it's Northwest, they've got Sugutani. It's called different names, but ultimately coordination of national, provincial, and local government. So from our side, ministers and deputy ministers, in a number of programs which uh, the Houting government embarks on, they respond positively to issues which relate to national government. So it's a co-op, cooperative, and uh, um, because some of the things Houting can do without the cooperation of the national department. So Interesano works very well with the national department. You also have uh, the, your your efforts around the Gauteng city region and so on. So so you 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 you're seemingly doing a lot as Gauteng. Um So would you say that uh, the state of the the state of the province is possibly or sentiment around the state of the province is possibly much better than the sentiment around the state of uh, the nation because we we can't we can't hide away from the fact that there's just a general negative sentiment that we were facing a possible uh, uh, downgrade credit downgrade to junk status uh, we've got the drought we've got we've got um, you know all sorts of the, the the currency the currency situation things just don't feel like they're going well for the ordinary South African um, is is this is is this does this feel any better in Gauteng as opposed to the rest of the nation. The performance of the economy is a, a national phenomenon. The cost of living is high for everybody. I told you that the performance of the economy, it, uh, it varies. It, it depends on, a, it's not a simplistic thing that you fire the minister, therefore the economy underperforms. Underperformance of the economy was there even before the, the change of commerce. But did it yeah, impact? Yeah. But did it impact? Did the firing of the minister impact the performance of the economy? Yeah, but I'm saying that the problem is that you are, you are coming with a very simplistic answer. Give me a simplistic I mean, answer then. I asked you a simplistic question. Give me a simplistic answer. You want to pit counting against national government. I'm not going to agree. No, but you, you are, are you are a government. leader. You are a leader in counting. I'm trying to I'm trying to understand. So no, I'm I mean, trying to understand. I mean, it's not, uh, hope. It's not that. Uh, hope. Just you, wait you a minute. Me, uh, uh, Fandame. Uh, 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 Fandame belongs to the DA. They've got a way of operating. Exactly. We are one organization. We follow national policies. My sense is that the impact is also felt in Gauteng. Gauteng mm. attracts everybody here mm. for opportunity. If the economy doesn't perform, it also impacts negatively. So you're men. saying so you're saying the sixteen percent lack of trust that's reported apparently uh, uh the, the, the levels of trust in government are sitting at 16% right now, according to a report. Are you saying that in that that's the, Gauteng, the Gauteng government has the same level of trust uh, from its people? You're saying it's a national issue, right? So are you saying, no, that, no, you're saying that the that trust it, levels the, the, in the Gauteng are sitting at 16%? Are bad, mm. The first uh, province which will actually have an impact will be our province because it attracts people from everywhere. Mm. So when things are difficult for the country... The impact is felt here in Gauteng. Obviously, um, in Gauteng, because we there are a lot of expectations, people are here from everybody, there's a lot of expectations. Uh, there are many things expected from our province because uh, of the contribution to the national economy and a whole range of other things. Services, we receive 40,000 plus students every year from everywhere else coming here. So I'm saying that the expectations usually for Gauteng are higher. And therefore, every sector of the housing uh, population has to actually put in an extra effort. Government is trying to do that. But all those efforts have to be supported in some measure by national government.
Hope, where where do you think that um, the ANC slash government slash the Gauteng legislator didn't do a good job in 2015? In 2015. In 2015. Last oh, 2015. year. Mm-hmm. There are areas, obviously, where we can do better. Uh, there are particularly, for example, some of the sectors which Gauteng targeted for growth were negatively uh, affected. Uh, by the overall performance of the economy. For example, there are certain sectors in manufacturing, which uh, we agreed are key sectors, uh, I mean, are key areas, because the sector is quite, uh, far, far bigger. At our PDC quarter this past weekend, we agreed that uh, we need to actually do a little bit more in the area of manufacturing, because when you expand manufacturing, you are able to create more jobs, you are able to end export, export which assists to the balance of payments, uh, because you earn in in, in, in in euros, so we we looked at that. We looked at basic services. Um, there are still pockets within our pro- public service, for example, which is uh, public servants who are tardy, who don't think that they they, they behave as if they owe people and apo- uh, people owe them an apology for working in the public service. We need to deal with uh, uh, the, 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 the the ethos of the public service to ensure that uh, people serve our people better. We, there's more we can do, for example, about clean, clean townships, clean village, uh, informal settlements, all those cleanliness broadly within the province we can do better. We can do better in water saving because that's uh, how with the huge population, if we don't save water uh, adequately and continue to save energy. We also can do better on the decision we took uh, on uh, reviving the the power stations, both in Joburg, and uh, we, can, we, must, we must accelerate the pro- progress there. Uh, the, at least the initial uh, work has already started. Mm. And do, uh, so those are some of the areas okay. things the provincial uh, government and uh, <coughs> municipalities can do um, a little better. So, Hope, I don't know how much of a, a sports fan you are. I'm quite a, I'm quite a big sports fan in certain <laughs> areas. Uh, are I'm you, a sports fan myself. Are you Chiefs or Pirates, tell me. Uh, let me just uh, reserve my. Ah, okay, so let, let me give you an example because you I, know, I, 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 I I support neither of the two. I see. Okay, so you're a Swallows fan. I like that. No, that's good. That's good. Um, let me. No, I'm a Mamelodi Sundowns. Are you? Are you not even in the province? For heaven's sakes! Oh, that's just, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let me let me give you let me give you an example of of um, you know, where I think it must be difficult for you, hope personally. Um, in the Gauteng legislature, because if you have a no, striker, I'm not, legisla- I'm not in the Gauteng legislature. Sorry, I, I went full time for the for the organisation for for the ANC. Yes, but you are the I secretary. I in the legislature. I had to resign in the end of 2014 after being elected as secretary. So, what position after do you hold right now, Hope? For 17 years. Yes. What position in the ANC do you hold right now? I'm the provincial secretary. It's a full time position for four years. Okay, now. I can just imagine, and here comes the sports analogy, so bear with me because I don't do well with analogies normally. Um, back in the, the, the late 90s, early 90s, late 90s, Mark Batchelor used to play for Kaiser Chiefs. And um, we all remember that Mark Batchelor had some great times and then he had some very, very poor, poor times. And you used to see the crowds at the old F&B Stadium circling their hands as a, as a kind of substitution method. And no one in Kaiser Chiefs would ever criticize 
Mark Batchelor, right? Because I mean, he's a teammate, of course. You know, you have to you have to support your teammates. But everyone knew as soon as Mark Batchelor would leave, then and a better striker would come. Kaiser Chiefs would score more goals, and therefore they would they would actually increase their positioning on the PSL uh, log at the time. Is that the case? Is that the feeling that you have with President Zuma? Is he just not a good striker, but you have to support him because he's part of your team? As a person who played sport, sport is not governed by logic and principle. Just 90 minutes of madness in soccer. So I think um, those of us who know how the organization functions, they know we raise our issues. The difference with us is that we raise issues within the structures of the age. They know if we've got an issue, we raise it. Our view is that President Zuma and the national leadership were elected democratically by all all of us. They are our leaders. So I think the analogy is a bit of... (laughs) It's a bit of a misplacement because you know in at soccer, at, so I, my own view is that uh, the performance of the president and the collective uh, of the of, of, of the ANC uh, can only be evaluated by people at the at the polls. Don't you think? Don't you think though it would be really helpful and actually. I mean, it would be an amazing moment if the ANC actually came out and openly publicly. Said or cri- was critical of members of their own poli- of their own party. No, that, that's not how the ANC works. I, mean, I know. I, I understand that. Hope. I understand that. President Mandela explained this many times. No, I understand that. Listen, we, we've definitely gone past President Mandela, but I understand that. But what I'm trying to say is, don't you think it would be better? I mean, when we had a young Jacques Zulu, when uh, Nene was was fired, and he openly went on Twitter and said, this is outrageous, this is unbelievable. It it gave him credibility amongst young people. Jacques Zulu does not, he, he was expressing a personal opinion, not the view of the ANC. Absolutely. And isn't that okay? Isn't that a good thing? And he was out of order. He knows he was out of order, Jacques Zulu. So you think he was because out of order? Because platforms in the organization, a majority of people will always test the ANC uh, support. It does not mean there are no weaknesses. ANC is one of the organizations which always admits weaknesses. It's one of the few organizations which publicly even acknowledges its own internal organizational weaknesses. We don't know about weaknesses in, the, in many other parties, but ANC will publicly acknowledge when there are weaknesses, even in the party. Is the president a, a source of weakness at the moment, uh, Mr. Babu? Well, uh, we, we support our president. Yes, but is he a source, um, of, is he a source of weakness at the moment? I, no, I, I cannot say that. I cannot say that. You, that's why I'm saying you you are trying to actually pit our province against national leadership of the ANC. We are not agreeing to that line. Of, uh, no, we're not. We're not pitting you against it. We're trying to just That's understand. What you just now, we're you want trying me to. to the president of the ANC. Okay, let's 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 talk about. Yeah, you because 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 your job relies on it. I get it. It's but not let's my just, job. Let's I mean, just uh, so so, so so let's just understand. You you guys have the Gauteng pillars of radical transformation, right? That, uh, the the Gauteng re- pillars of radical transformation, a 10-point plan over the next te- uh, 5 to 15 years that yes. the Gauteng provincial government aims to implement. Uh, if if uh, the, the president t- tomorrow was to introduce a plan for how we, you spoke earlier about how we need to just do something radical um, to, to turn things around in the state of our nation, what are the sorts of things, if you were to list three, what are the sorts of things that you we think? We have to implement decisions. For example, we took a decision on the pharmaceutical industry mm. that we need a public pharmaceutical company to deal with cost of med- medicines which directly impact on uh, the health of our country. 
we took a decision to strengthen the mining uh, mining companies so that the state has got a very very strong say in strategic mineral. We must speed up that uh, decision. It's very very important for the now we're dealing with problems of steel and so on. We need a very very strong presence of the state in in, in strategic mineral. We have to implement uh, the, the 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 the. I mean, we we only have pilots currently. Uh, on NHI. So the NHI, the area of strategic minerals, the area of pharmaceuticals and broader economy, we need to implement decisions. So we don't need a new nine-point nine, nine plan. We need speedy implementation of the nine-point plan. And as we, as we wrap up, Hope... Um Obama, in his, uh, and I know that uh, he might not necessarily be a point of reference for the ANC, but uh, uh, his his last State of the Union address, he said, we should not fear the future, we should shape it. Um, as the ANC, if you were to uh, to try and give us a sense of what, how we should go about shaping the future, particularly as ordinary citizens, uh, who generally tend to feel powerless, you know, for example, uh, when when the Minister of Finance was fired, the, the public felt powerless, really, uh, to, to what was going on. We All we could do was tweet and go onto social media, but ultimately we're not the ones that make the decisions. So help us to understand as ordinary citizens, if we are going to shape this future, in the way that we want it, um, and and to fundamentally transform the state of our nation, what should we as ordinary citizens do on the ground? The the advice I can give is that citizens of our of our province, particularly, should continue participating in various platforms in education, in safety. There are platforms which have been created for people to participate. Give us, give us, give us an example of, of, of one such platform, just so people know what to bodies, look for. For example, when schools, that's where our kids attend. Mm. There are many things which sometimes go wrong there because we are absent. There are community policing forums which are not accountable sometimes. Police are not accountable at local level. Residents can make them be accountable. In areas where community policing forums are strong, police are accountable. We've got in the health sector, there are actually clinic committees, hospital boards. We need to participate. Where there are no platforms, we must create platforms. Uh, professional associations must be formed to confront racism at work. All those things, we, the message that participate, let's participate, because if we don't participate, wrong things will happen. Mm. And uh, finally, uh, the, as part of the Gauteng Pillars of Radical Transformation, you speak about accelerated social transformation uh, being one of these pillars. Uh, we we know how the year started. Uh, we know how how you know it exposed a lot of the deep cracks uh, in society and the way we get along. Uh, what what would your message be to just South Africans about how we fix that? Because that is a worrying state of our nation, just the, the relations that we have and the fact that after 21 years or, or more, we're still, we're still where it almost feels like we're where we started. For us, we've requested all our branches to actually initiate dialogue, intersectoral dialogue, but obviously the law must apply. We must be firm on the application of the law and the use of the Equality Court. But racism and tribalism are taught to children by adults. So we, the message is that adults should stop teaching children tribalism, to be tribalistic and racist. So that's the message. So in the dialogue, our branches have to initi- uh, initiate as part of the task for the year. This issue has to be confronted. 
children are not born tribalistic and racist. They are taught by their families and, and other people in the community. That's one of the issues we must confront. We must also confront the issue of uh, are we using, as I said, the equality court? Because the equality court is supposed to deal with instances like that, um, uh, those ones, tribalism, racism, sexism. Now we're talking about uh, racism. So it's important that uh, we dialogue as South Africans. We continue dialoguing, but obviously people who don't want to actually be part of a new South Africa, there has to be consequences for those. Mr. Papa, before we leave you, what are you looking forward to in SONA 2016 tomorrow? What am I looking up to? What are you looking forward to? For the state of the nation. That's correct. We're actually looking at uh, as, as, as a province. Uh, um, the, 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 the more intense implementation of the nine-point plan, because we, the Lakota didn't agree on changing any the nine-point plan, but we need cooperation of all sectors to get the nine-point plan implemented, because our view is that if that plan is implemented, it will help grow the economy, it will help still uh, deal with some of the problems of poverty, inequality, and, and, um, and unemployment. All right, Hope Papo, thank you so much for joining us uh, from the ANC's camp. Uh, He is the secretary of the Gauteng uh, province in the ANC. That sounded to me, Rory, just as he he left us, that he didn't believe that the nine-point plan was implemented well in 2015. But would he ever say it? Well, he wouldn't. He did say that he works. He's a full-time employee of the ANC, so his boss is Jacob Zuma. Um, But hey, look, so he, he accuses us of trying to pit the Gauteng province against the rest of the organization. But, you know... It's just it's it's it almost bad. It's almost plain to see just how it seems that the Gauteng province is just a lot more organized than national at this stage. And we have to ask then, what's the difference? What what is Gauteng doing right? Um, that uh, I mean, even the DA congratulated serv- yeah, service delivery yeah. in Joburg. Uh, so so there's clearly something right that's happening in Gauteng that doesn't feel like is happening nationally. And we need to ask why. This is the same organization. So. Assumedly, they have access to the same resources. Why are we not seeing making it happen? Maybe we should ask somebody who's a lot smarter than the two of us, Andrew. Uh, Ralph Matecha, uh, managing director of uh, Clear Content Research and Consulting and Political analyst has been sitting here listening attentively laughing at us and saying these guys they don't know how to ask these people the right questions <laughs> well, Ralph, before we do that i just yeah. want to bring everyone back to speed we are talking about the real state of our nation here on frankly speaking it's cliff central 9 to 11 if you've missed any of it the da the anc they've gone head to head catch it on the podcast cliffcentral.com forward slash frankly speaking ralph it's your turn it is your turn you've been so patient to politicians avoiding answering questions, you know, digging and diving about it and answering only those that are comfortable with. And I, I'm going to start with the question around Gauteng. But let me correct that I've recently been working at Mistra as the head of oh. political economy faculty. My job is to also look at uh, uh, political economy, policy implementation and so forth. Mm. And, <clears throat> you know, the issue with Gauteng, let's be frank about it. I had you guys, this is frank. Yes, talk. frankly speaking. <laughs> look, uh, Gauteng, there is no doubt that Gauteng and NCC's national leadership of the NC as a liability. I mean, if you go back to uh, how they have uh, dealt with some of how they've interacted with uh, the national leadership uh, uh, 
I'll take you back to elections, 2014 elections, where actually Gauteng attempted not to have President Jacob Zuma's face on the T-shirt mm. when they were campaigning. And they were called to order. But what is important is the thought process that they began. Maybe their risk analysis shows them that uh, actually they're taking a beating in Gauteng because of things that have got nothing to do with the locality, the physical place of Gauteng, but it's got a lot to do with the policy blunders at national level. Mm. And I think... Uh, there was a picture that also made circulation by Gauteng executives sometimes last year. Premier Makura, kind of uh, men and women in black, kind of the picture showing that the Gauteng is ready. And that picture actually, sentiments were that it didn't, it didn't draw much on the colors of the ANC. It looked as if there were some efforts there to distance themselves from the liability of the national leadership. So there is no doubt about it that uh, Gauteng is concerned about uh, the impact of uh, some of the blunders at national level. An example, I think if you do an analysis of the impact of the Nkandla issue, you'll find that uh, it disproportionately have political implications in Gauteng than it does in other provinces. Mm, mm, Even in KZN. Certainly, Mm. because of the nature of the province where the ANC in Gauteng find itself in. This is a province where you have a a rapid flow of information. You've got different radio stations like this one, easily accessible within the radius of Johannesburg. Mm. And that shows that uh, you're going to have much more people have got much more access to information than it is the case elsewhere hence the work of the NC in Gauteng it's cut for the party there in Gauteng uh, even the DA acknowledges they are doing better because the stakes are quite high in Gauteng they are, they are they are pushed to actually work much better than it is the case with other provinces yeah. and also the competition electoral competition in Gauteng is much more intense, intense than you can yeah. say about Limpopo and other provinces so there's no doubt about the differences yeah Ralph uh, another year another sona who cares and well <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I'll tell you. I'll be honest with you. I'm just hoping to see to hear a speech because there is a possibility they might not. Be. Might I not mean, last year we we started the year on the same uh, issue of disruption, where there were indications that uh, the speech almost the speech didn't happen last year. And this year we have had EFF saying that uh, they are going to ask the president to respond on the Nene issue. I was reading a report yesterday where Floyd Shibambu is being quoted as having said that uh, he's going to use one of the rules sexually to uh, interject the president and ask about the question of Ntlantlanene. So, before we can even talk about the speech, the question is is the president in a position to even think about the speech? I mean, <laughs> look at what has happened the week. Look at mm. what has happened uh, at the beginning of the year. Look at what has happened last year. There is in economics, there is the term called opportunity cost. Mm. If you are busy digging a hole, it means that you can't be having a cup of coffee at the same time. <laughs> if you are busy uh, defending yourself on the scandal of Ngandla, that actually has been one of the major opportunity costs the entire last year. Certainly you ask yourself, is the president really worried about uh, the state of the nation is he in the state of mind to actually reflect about the state of the of the nation and my answer to that unfortunately is not in affirmative mm-hmm. I think the president is drawn in personal survival yeah. than being worried about the state of the nation how you know take the the average man back slightly um, Rolf how is Sona put together? Is the president very involved in compiling Sona or does he just literally get handed a couple of pages and, you know, get going and make sure that you pronounce the numbers here correctly as well? Like uh, how how mm-hmm. involved is he? Well, we know the president who has been writing letters recently, Tawambeg, used to do quite a lot of writing on the Sona. <laughs> 
and uh, clearly uh, you know he will put together his director general and various uh, you know senior managers within government to help him about under, uh, putting together that speech and highlighting priority areas but with the current situation i think it is it will most likely be prepared for the president i mean uh, i don't like to trivialize things and i don't like to just be pedantic about this sometimes you can see the president read the speeches if he hasn't seen the speech mm, uh, mm, and it, mm. it's it's just there and i don't want to attack the president's reading thing ability and so forth but i think that was a low blow by me that was a low blow by me i think his distance from 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 yeah. that you know. ralph just to interject that did you also get the sense uh from from hope or that you know he was speaking about uh that the he must go out there and say what the NEC Lukotla has said he must say. Did, did you, did you get the sense or was it just me that there's just this thing of, you know, stay on the leash. We, we, we are, just go out there and say what you need to say. Do not move from the script. Are we getting a sense that, uh, you know, they're just saying go and do as we say. We no longer want to hear what you have to say about this. You know, I've got great respect for Mr. Bob. I've shared a platform with him actually at the Houghton Legislature. We've given our discussion there. I get invited to reflect on some of the issues and I think it's very clear he was going by the script, you know, and we've we've always differed on certain things with great respect and I think that's that's the beauty in South Africa. We can differ and both of us still see the light of the day. I think he was just going by the strift. That is why he was contradicting himself. Mm. When it comes to progress, he will point to certain things that are happening in Gauteng. But when it comes to failures of the national leadership and how they impact upon Gauteng, there is suddenly this idea of the collective. We know the reason why there is a premier. We know the reason why there are chapters. We are not a federal state, no doubt about it, but the province is responsible for implementation of some of the priorities that are identified at national level. And the national itself, where it's responsible, seems to be failing in some areas. And the Houghton province has done well. Even the DA agrees that the Houghton province has done much better. Unfortunately, the tradition within the ANC is such that Houghton province cannot be allowed to celebrate their own success because that will then say a lot about lack of that in other areas, areas. especially at national level. I think, you know, corporate South Africa is extremely worried. We saw how they, they caused huge up, upheaval mm. when uh, Minister Nene was removed, um, not only on Twitter, but I'm sure behind closed doors. Um, apparently, Cyril was even threatening of resigning as well if that wasn't changed. We now see that our growth rate in South Africa is 0.7%. Mm. You know, uh, President Zuma said that he wanted to get us to 5% by 2019. It looks like a far cry away. What do we expect in Sonar this year in order to try and combust or mm. build or this economy and the slow growth rate? You know, the economy, it, it's, it's, uh, it's the most important. And I think uh, if the president spent at least two-thirds of the speech about the economy, if it's possible, just to, to talk about how he's going to restore trust between government and the private sector, as you correctly state, the, the, the crisis in South Africa is also the crisis of confidence. I think that uh, the private sector has lost confidence in the president's ability to drive the economy and make decisions. And when you talk about 0.7% growth, I always say to people that uh, actually if you leave the economy alone, go home, shut the door, don't do anything, it will still grow by 7%. You don't have to be doing anything. <laughs> 
about that. So I, I think we need to get away from this idea that we are growing at 7% as if we are directing it. We are not growing, period. Mm. Let's get that. And the target that we are setting ourselves, about 5%, will require a radical shift from what we are doing. The biggest problem, if you talk to people in the private sector, you look, you talk to people from Wall Street who will ask questions about South Africa. I've had conversation with people at that level. The biggest problem is uh, lack of certainty as to what is going to happen. Mm. At this point, no one knows why the president fired in Kantanene. No one can tell you what was the criteria that was used. Hence, no the one knows. Bank. The BRICS Bank. Don't you guys read? It, it, he it, said it, the BRICS Bank. The man is due to take up a position at BRICS. And so he had to be relieved of his duties. Isn't that what the president said? That's what he said. It doesn't make <laughs> sense at all. Will that really serve as a criteria for decision making? Actually, had he stuck by that decision, yeah. maintain Mr. Van Royen. And refused and said the BRICS bank. Maybe we'll say South Africa is overcommitted. But then he makes a turnabout. Mm. Employs another minister of finance. Then we are saying that, oh my God, he stumbled into a better minister of finance, (laughs) Pravin Gordon. But you you don't know what is the criteria that he has used. And even Mm. within the ANC, you don't really get an explanation as to what happened. The ANC picks the pieces, go into the public relations spin and say we are, we are standing behind the president on this. It's not working and I think the markets are very worried about uh, that lack of certainty, the unpredictability of South Africa's economic machinery, particularly when it comes to decision makers. You know, I always get concerned, um, just generally guys, about um, people like Hope Babo and their, their stance on things to, to defend the president tooth and nail puts them in a very, very worrying position because if a new president comes, they will get swept out, right? And, you know, Kaya or Gab on on WeChat says, is it necessary for the EFF to bring us to our knees to create a new country, a better country? Do you think that that's what's needed? Do you think that we need to get rid of the ANC completely in government, get the EFF in, get uh, the DA to do whatever the DA does, And um, and that's start un- again. I think I think I think. <laughs> What's wrong now, Rory? So speak up to the mic here. No, it's it? unfair on the DA. Ah. Be nice to the DA. You know, <laughs> did you see somebody was saying that we don't like the DA? And now I've just said that. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. I think there are a lot of people within the DA themselves who don't like the DA. So it's fine. <laughs> let's go. Let's go back. I mean, do you think that that's what's needed? Do we need to 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 take out the entire ANC? You know what? You're asking any, a question that actually concerns me a lot. I'm worried about the means through which attempts have been made to take out the... The NC has been elected into power. Mm. They've got 62%. And they might bungle. And they're bungling, there is no doubt. But I don't think they're bungling on everything. And, and I'm not a member of the NC. I can put it out there. I'm critical, of, I'm critical <laughs> of the ANC. Mm. But what, what worries me is the manner in which some of us are pushing for the change in administration. You can... Boot the NC out without using the normal processor at the polls. But the problem is that you are laying a precedent that says that uh, you can do this over and over. My position on this has been that uh, if citizens could change government anytime they feel like you will have chaos. That is why in order to take out the precedent, for example, of the NC now, the EFF will have to lobby people in parliament. I prefer that kind of a process where the EFF can go. If they think it is a worthy cause, they then lobby members of the NC in parliament. Then they pass a motion of no 
confident. They cannot do it alone. They should not be allowed to do it alone because in that way, it brings a lot of chaos into the country. You will have another uh, government and when that government passes an unpopular legislation, maybe it increases the tax. What do you do? You take it out uh, after a week. If you mm. think that the rotation of government is a solution, look mm. at Greece. Mm. They are having a new government probably every month or so. But still, they are in a crisis. And I think yeah. what we need to do as South Africans, we need to start reflecting now to strengthen the, 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 the accountability mechanism. We can do that without necessarily taking out the government. We can wait for another four or so years until the elections. And my view is that citizens need to reflect deeply. Citizens need to understand that when they vote today, they're going to have to live with the responsibility of those leaders they voted until the next elections. And I think that uh, South Africans have got this tendency of distancing themselves from their vote. Mm. And I don't think they should be allowed to do that. They must live with this government that they voted for, interact with this government to do things right or decide to take it out yeah, in the normal that. process. I'm guilty of that. Well, uh, I am. We, we all know I've who, never voted we, in we a municipal know, election. We all know who that I will change. For. Oh. We all know what party <laughs> I voted for. So, so let's, not, let's not even go there. Ralph, let's play a game. Hit or miss. So in the 2015 uh, SONA, President Zuma spoke of a nine-point plan to ignite growth and create jobs. Which of these plans do you think was a hit and which ones do you think was a miss and why? So... There was resolving the energy challenge. Was that a hit or miss in the past year? Almost getting there when it comes to the energy challenge. It's just that, uh, you know, uh, you see the problem. It's not always about the substance of the decisions by President Jacob Zuma. If you look at the attempts to stabilize ESCOM and, you know, to even consider the energy issue and all that, the, the nuclear issue, it's not the substance. It is the legitimacy of the president to make the decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think what we are doing as a nation, and I, I want to put that out clear, is that uh, some people are so upset with the president that they want to vandalize any of those substance decisions. Mm. The, the, the crisis in South Africa, it's not that we don't have ideas and all. It's about the man or the party that is making those decisions. And if you lose credibility to make decisions, each and every policy that you make decision upon is viewed with suspicion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that is that. But from the substantive point of view, we are not doing too badly when it comes to resolving the energy crisis. We haven't had uh, 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 this blackout in no a long change. time, mm. except in my neighborhood. I get it once a week and also... <laughs> But my generally, two of my two as well. generally, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. There is progress that you can see only if you look at the substance. Uh, revitalizing agriculture and the agro-processing value chain, hit or miss? I think that uh, South Africa doesn't take agriculture seriously. Mm. I think that is a footnote of our economy. We don't put it up there. And if you look into the fact that uh, we are largely still a very rural-based country, and I think that our rural economic policy, it's not really doing well. I'm saying this because I spend a lot of time in rural areas. I go to Free State, I go to Limpopo, to the Eastern Cape. I don't think that we are extracting as much as we can from the agriculture. There is a lot of lip service about this, and I think that one, it's not doing so well at all. Okay, so that's a miss. Advancing beneficiation or adding value to our mineral wealth, hit or miss? 
the mineral the mineral the mining industry it's, it's been decimated mm. i mean look at the strike what is going on within the mineral sector actually talks are that you need to just uh, you know run away from that it's that sector you need to diversify you need to do something else you can't continue relying on that the tensions are so high within the mineral sector that actually i don't think you should still see it as a strategic area when it comes to growth so i think that uh, they haven't done much within that because while they were trying to look into this thing of beneficiation, you're looking at mines being closed. You are looking at the commodity price being very bad. The so-called super cycle with the commodity price has come to an end. Mines are going to face closure, Anglo retrenchment, loan mean on its knees. And I think it will take another 20 or so years maybe for the commodity price to peak. So it's a wasted effort. Foreign direct investment is down 25% since 2010 in the mining industry. Mm. That's that is. That's I'm gonna. Scary. I'll ask a simple question. If you have 20 billion rands, you are sitting in Wall Street. Would you put it in South Africa? Mm. I wouldn't do that because mm. I'm not sure about the policy environment. This is what government need to do. Maybe that is what the state of the nation need to cement. To say that uh, South Africa is committed to something else, you committed to fiscal discipline, you committed to stabilizing the monetary policy, you need to be able to do that. Because if you can't do that, forget about foreign direct investment, It's go- you're going to lose more actually. Ralph, I, I want us to, to, to actually come back to that point, but let's do, do a quick hit and miss uh, yeah. on, on the rest of them. And then I want us to come back to, to your issue of policy certainty. More effective implementation of a higher impact industrial, act- uh, industrial policy action plan? No. It's a miss. Miss, okay. Uh, in encouraging private sector investment? A complete disaster. <laughs> Moderating workplace conflict? Social tension rising, miss. Um, and uh, unlocking the potential of small, medium and micro enterprises, cooperative townships and rural enterprises? The minister spent 600 and something million traveling around. The minister, uh, Lindy Wezulu, it's a miss. Does, does your department designate for that? Aye. State reform and boosting the role of state-owned companies, information and communications technology infrastructure and broadband rollout? SAA, public enterprises, a miss. Disaster. Operation Pakisa aimed at growing the ocean economy in other sectors. There are still potentials there. I think oh, that that's so, mixed. So the state of the nation is not seven. very good. Two, two, out, of two out of nine. So two out of nine. Yeah. Nine point plan. Apologies. You see. Mm. So that's not even in a pass at matric level, which is a problem. Uh, Ralph, uh, we're speaking to Ralph Matecha. He is uh, part of Mistra, and uh, we're talking about the state of our nation. Uh, it's been two hours of incredible conversation. Um, I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the student voice. Um, we, we've got a student uh, who's going to be joining us in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the student uprisings of last year, fees must fall, roads must fall. What's the influence of this and how do you think it will affect government you know, uh, th- this is this is a complex issue, and I know a lot of people will cut my head for this. I have a problem in the manner in which certain goals are achieved, the precedents that are being laid uh, before you achieve certain goals. And uh, put aside, I think the students have done well for themselves by actually taking this issue further, but the manner in which it has been achieved... Uh, I think it doesn't put our system in a good shape, doesn't put our system in a good light. First of all, why do you need to push against the, the, the fence of parliament and union building? 
in order to get that kind of a concession for student? Why why is our political system such that students have to go to this kind of an extreme before they can be able to achieve such goals? And my concern as well, is, and this goes to the ANC, it goes to opposition parties, goes to the DNEFF, is why couldn't they have taken this issue through the formal process in parliament well, and, and, and took a position on this issue and achieved those? So uh, the goals, yes, and the issues here are very important. But I'm worried about the manner in which uh, those goals were achieved. What does it say about our society? Do we have to bend down a building each and every time we can progress when it comes to achieving such kind of goals? Well, let's talk to a student who was involved. Uh, it is Faisha Hassan. She is the Secretary General of uh, the SRC Advits. Uh, Ralph Matecha has asked you, why do we need to burn buildings in order to be heard? How would you respond to that? Well, I think the first thing we have to know. Um, is that in any struggle there is a form uh, and really a space for militant action. But let me let me qualify that and be very, very clear. Where there is a focus and a proper goal that then determines what action needs to happen, that's okay. But the fact is, when one burns a library and then calls for free education, there's a hypocritical level there. And we've never done that at which At which we've never, ever burnt library. We haven't even threatened to burn those libraries because one cannot say, hey, we're going to burn the library. And then tomorrow free education comes, we must be studied. It does disconnect. But there is a space for radical action, such as when we closed down and shut down universities across the country. That was a militant and a radical action, but it had a purpose. Faisha, tell me something. Did you ever Fasiha. try... My, my name is Fasiha. Oh, Fasiha. Apologies. Thank Apologies you. for that. No Fasiha. Uh, Fasiha, tell me, did you ever try and engage government on these issues of free education and were you not heard and therefore needed uh, to do the actions you did? There have been many uh, uh, opportunities that government have had. There have been many meetings that we've sat in with the Ministry of Higher Education and Training. And the unfortunate fact of the matter is that they really haven't yet come to the party. And I mean, given the fact that uh, we've got SONA coming up now, we are really hoping to hear something positive, not just in terms of funding of the higher education space, but we need to hear something about the political will to really provide free and quality education for the poor. Do young people actually care about SONA? I mean, are you going to be watching this with, with intent? I mean, is there a feeling of, oh, this old man must just do his thing and, and then we'll just deal with it later? Well, I think that the youth of this country have shown not just the presidency, but I think the country and the world as a whole, that a mobilized and united youth can really shake the core of an unjust system. And I think given the context in which we for now find ourselves, we're going to be watching Sona. Of course, we're going to be listening intently. This is an opportunity for the government to really um, talk about the issues that they haven't really been addressing before. Whether they do or not is a different story. You know, we can have a discussion afterwards. But we're definitely all here for tomorrow. Fasiha, um, so tomorrow is Sona, and we, we're asking what is the real state of our nation? We know that politicians are going to do what politicians do, and maybe even paint a wonderful picture about what's happening in the country, but as a student, you, you, you're at the call phase of, of, of issues in that country. Uh, if you had to deliver a state of the nation um, in a tweet, what would you say? In one tweet. Uh, <laughs> let's start. <laughs> but I think the most important thing that needs to really be said is that as much as it's a post-1994 space, 
as much as we have a constitution and we have rights on paper, the unfortunate fact of the matter is that the reality on the ground has not changed, especially not economically. And I think the youth of this country are now finally saying, hold on, yes, it's 22 years after, after the advent and the end of apartheid. I mean, we're all born free. But we're not in a space where we want to be. We're not happy with the state of the nation. We're not happy not just with higher education, but gendered um, issues around the country, whether it be health care, whether it be small things such as service delivery, roads, millions of things that we can for, for Siha, do students have solutions for, to all of these, or are they just raising issues and concerns? We've developed many a think tank. Uh, what we're starting to do now is, particularly for higher education, we're, we're trying to encourage a conscientization on an intellectual level. So what we're saying is, let's read some research papers. Let's come together in a group and debate it. Let's look at um, um, solutions to the education crisis, structural solutions that are not just us protesting. And we must be very clear that when one protests, there must be due research happened before that. So that when one comes to that state, you know exactly what we're fighting for and we have a proposed solution. But uh, how can we how can we expect the youth to lead the transformation of the country when you when when the youth itself you know for example the fees must fall uh, situation we know that there are different formations even amongst the students so you are unable to unite amongst yourselves as a first problem two is that you are unable to deal with it so for example we're seeing uh, reports of people walking around and also um, um, graffitiing things like fuck white people. Um, on campus, the youth d- within its 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 domain of influence, let's call it the campus, doesn't seem to be doing a very good job of what it expects government to do across the whole country. Uh, how do we trust what the youth is saying? I must disagree with you. Yes, uh, I think that the youth of South Africa, particularly university students, brought this country down to its knees in a matter of ten days. And we must be very clear that as much as there are different factions and different groups within a movement, that is only natural in the state of a democracy. Our banner and our call remains, and this is across the board, to have a free and quality education. And yes, you're right, it is not the job of students to run the country yet. We're training ourselves to do that. But we must be involved and we must be intrinsically part of the think tank and the understanding of the solutions that we want to have. Because part of our criticism is that politicians behind those doors are making decisions without truly understanding what the reality on the ground is. Mm. And no movement and no revolution is ever going to be smooth sailing. Mm. There are always going to be different opinions. But I think that this one call, this one banner, post-1994, has been something that has united the youth like nothing else yet. All right, Fasia Hassan, the Secretary General of the SRC at WITS. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for giving your views. Uh, We appreciate it and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you very much. Ralph, I think as as we wrap up, are things really as bad as as, as they seem? Well, you know, perception is a as important as reality. If you look at uh, the facts on the ground, I mean, I was just hearing a young person saying nothing is happening on the ground. That's not true. You know, mm-hmm. NSFAS continue to sponsor a lot of uh, poor students and they've gone through university. I partially went through that with some partial, some funds from the NSFAS as well. So you can't say nothing works. Mm-hmm. But I think what we have as a nation, it's the, the loss of trust uh, with, with the leadership, which makes things look quite gloom. I don't think things are too bad on the ground. Uh,
there are people who come here look at some of the programs that we are doing to see how we have come up with such kind of programs the, the, the you know the youth uh, this thing of youth employment uh, incentive those are some of the efforts on the ground that you could say they are genuine efforts and they are genuine mistakes as well i think what needs to be done though is government needs to work on its own reputation and they need to cut out on the amount of scandals they dish out as the administration and as the party because that is going to undermine some of the substantive uh, uh, progress that they've made <laughs> so you're actually proposing that they get rid of jacob zuma because it seems most of the scandals a disproportionate amount of the scandals of government uh, <laughs> come through the president's uh, office you know someone said to me that uh, would the nc get rid of jacob zuma i said that if he were president jacob zuma would you get rid of yourself <laughs> he's in charge now so, so that's yeah. not gonna happen well yeah. i think it's interesting yeah. that you say that rory and and ralph because it it makes actions like lindiwe's action private jets around the country for 600 million mm-hmm. i think you said it makes it look petty almost and 600 million rand is mm. a boatload of money that could have been used in a very very constructive way mm. so we we the problem with having jacob zuma as the president um going into sona is that all the the bad stuff that's happening and all the good stuff mm-hmm. let's be honest all the good mm-hmm. stuff that's happening in this country gets neglected because everyone is so focused on one exactly. thing yeah the figure was uh, i think it was lower than that uh, lower than 600 million but parliament asked her to actually account as to what have you done since you, your portfolio mm-hmm. started actually mm-hmm. this portfolio was started with a simple objective of dealing with smes and it has not delivered much and the traveling and, and parliament has the right to ask actually that this figure that is coming out there i forgot the actual figure uh, I think we should double check it um, But it's, it's, it was quite concerning for parliament And I think those are the areas Where government need to look at Because if you say to the students That we don't have money to fund uh, Public education uh, free To provide free tertiary education now And then you then have this kind of expenditure. You are making people lose trust in your ability to prioritize because people are going to say, but you are spending in this area. You are misusing funds in this area. And then there will no longer be the patience to wait for you to actually deliver on policies. I think it's just a, the bigger part is a reputation issue within the ANC and they have to deal with it. If they can deal with the reputation issue, I believe they will be given time maybe to explain some of the substantive shortfalls that they are heavy. Some mm. of which are not entirely too bad. Mm. It's just a question of some are genuine, mm. actually. Mm. Ralph, uh, three parties that seem to be to be to be fighting it out: uh, ANC, EFF, and the DA. Mm. If we look at since the last Sona to tomorrow, which party do you think has won last year? Well, uh, I think that if you look at the EFF coming, no experience whatsoever, mm. uh, except for having been in the youth league where nothing much substantive was being done at that level. Uh, I think that it is the party that seems to have uh, actually caught the people's imagination. My problem, though, is that uh, they seem to be pushing the politics of disruption throughout. I'm glad they went to court mm. because it shows they've got respect for the formal processes to some extent. But uh, it appears as if their strategy is disruption, disruption, disruption. Sometimes I wonder if they come into power the next day, maybe they might be so scared that they, they might disrupt <laughs> their own government. They might not know what to do. Well, you spoke. Of perhaps they will mature. You I don't spoke know. of precedents that we're setting. Maybe the, maybe their own members might think that you know the only way to make you work is to disrupt you. 
Sad. Tell me, Ralph, as we as we close off here, what are you looking forward to at Sonar? You said a speech, but specifically in the speech, what are you looking forward to? And then on the other side of the coin, what are you concerned about? Well, I, I think that... Uh, the president need to acknowledge uh, that government actually it is the responsibility of government to ensure the private companies that the South Africa is still a, a place to to to, to invest. Mm-hmm. And I also think that uh, you need efforts that can show actually that you believe in the markets. I mean, the president seems to have created this impression where he said people are have overreacted over Van Royen and any. You need to just uh, recapture that. But I also think that the great job of the president when it comes to the state of the nation will be done by the minister of finance. I mean, the state of the nation can just set the grand ideas, Mm. but the minister of finance has got credibility. And if the president cues the minister of finance well in this state of the nation, we might stabilize our economy. You need the private sector in South Africa to believe that uh, actually they are part of the solution. Ralph, as we close off, um, you know, I, I, I referenced um, Obama's uh, last State of the Union address mm. <clears throat> where he said we should not fear the future, we should shape it. As citizens of South Africa, we're, we're faced with a State of the Nation address where the president is going in based on our conversations, uh, very limited in terms of credibility. There's potential for mm-hmm. disruption. And this feels like it's, it's, um, it's an extension or this seems to be extending into the rest of society. The economy mm-hmm. is not doing well. Um, it's just doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. How do we as ordinary South Africans not fear this future that we seem to be faced with and how do we begin to shape it? I think South Africans need to understand that uh, they still have a recourse against politicians, against any other party. That as much as the situation can appear to be gloom, as much as the headline can say gloom and doom, I think that they need to understand the most important thing is a vote. And it is South Africans actually who can shape their own relationship with political parties. And that can be shaped in a manner in which South Africans actually vote. They have to demand accountability. They cannot cede their responsibility to all to political parties, whether it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's opposition party, whether it's the governing party, you need to strengthen that sense of citizens agency where South Africans actually can exercise that recourse. And a recourse does not necessarily mean dismissing a leader. We tend to have these extremes. They just need to be attempt to build a healthy relationship and that can still be done. Mm. We are not doing too badly. We remain a democratic <coughs> country. I mean, since the Nkandla issue, no one has been assassinated about it. I, mm. I think that is just a, an indication <laughs> we can speak and we live in a free democracy. We need to use it further, I think. All right, Ralph Matecha, thank you for joining us from Mistra. Um, Mistra, just give us the details. They do a lot of good work. Mm. Just give us their, their, their web address so that we can, uh, if listeners out there want to see more, they can go find more information about what you guys do. Yeah, our website is mistra.org.za. We do a lot of work around uh, scenario planning, around looking at, uh, you know, the economic uh, forecast within the country as to uh, what scenarios are going to come, what, what are the implications of the tension between government government and the private sector, we actually try to build. We look at issues such as social compacting, taking some of the conversation out of the tense corridors and putting them somewhere, strengthening citizens, and just to build South Africa, because we don't believe. Jeez, that was a 15-second advert right there from Mr. Thank you so much, Rob. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> talking to us about the real state of the nation. Rory, let's end this now. What do you think? I, My friend, it still feels gloomy as... I I don't know. You said that uh, Pumzileth says that you're very negative. She said I'm cynical. 
cynical Can you imagine about politics? Me, a person who's been in politics and failed fun- failed fantastically. <laughs> Fundamentally, how failed. would I be cynical of all people? <laughs> what are you looking forward to in tomorrow's Sono speech? So I, I'm one of those people that thinks it doesn't matter what President Zuma says. Mm. Come, come there, say what you want and whatever. Ultimately, it's execution. What I am looking for is, is, is what happens after that Sona speech. That's going to just be, so we execute. We can't keep saying we, we, we love the poor. We, we are concerned and so on. And then we continue to behave in the way that we're behaving, irrespective of whether we're in government, we're opposition, the ordinary person in the street, the way we vote, the way we interact, um, with, 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 uh, with, with the different public platforms. It just shows that we really don't care. And we must just come to a point of either honesty or do something about it once the sona has been delivered. One of our WeChat guests uh, or listeners said that uh, couldn't President Zuma just send us an email for sona? <laughs> Roman is yeah. Cool. Sona is a ridiculous pageant for politicians. Why can't our president just send us an email? <laughs> I am inclined to to I am inclined oh, yeah. to agree with oh, Roman. Oh wow! Agree yeah, with yeah. Roman. Wow. Yeah. Okay, there you go. By the way, for our listeners. If you if you don't listen to us regularly, probably you should. Gloria Mary Molema says, Hello, Rory and Mforza Levy. You guys make me sound intelligent with all the political information that I get from the show. I would like to appreciate you guys today, hey? Uh, and Mr. Levy, you're very welcomed into our black community. Keep up the good work, you guys. Uh, you know, Keep up the good work, <laughs> you guy. <laughs> listen, thank you so much for listening to Frankly Speaking 9 to 11. Thanks to all our guests, Pumzile Van Dam, Hope Papo, Ralph Matecha, and Faiza Hassan. Ralph was excellent, eh? Ah, Ralph was excellent. We're going to have that guy back for sure. We for must have him sure. back, eh? I think the comment of the day must have come from Kaya, who said, Hope is uttering a bunch of words without saying anything. Stop trying to defend Jacob Zuma. He's not an ANC team player anymore. Have yourself a lovely day. Sonar 2016, tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Stay glued. Hey, this is CliffCentral.com.